Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. My guest is Dr. Gerald DeRosa, head of medicine at Royal Columbian Hospital in New Westminster, British Columbia. And I just want to repeat the quote uh, that Dr. DeRosa gave Global News. We're seeing 30-year-olds in the intensive care unit receiving full critical care support, including some measures we really reserve for the sickest of the sick. And the thinking was, and I guess that was the reality, a year ago that the, the younger generation was going to do quite well as far as dealing with COVID is concerned. These variants are changing that dynamic. Dr. DeRosa, thank you very much for the time. How are the variants, in fact, changing the way you're doing medicine at Royal Columbian Hospital? Well, thanks, Roy, for having me. Uh, yeah, well, I think, you, as you said, you know, in the first wave, generally we saw patients uh, that got really sick, they tended to be over 70 years old, or they tend to have significant medical comorbidities. Uh, the ones that got COVID who were younger didn't seem to present that often to the hospital um, or be that unwell. Um, I think with, with this third wave, we are seeing um, the younger population present to the hospital, sometimes very sick. And I think that um, when you have a younger population like that, uh, sometimes the even the treatments that you offer are slightly different. You know, um, some of the more elderly patients, say in their 80s, if they were to get really sick, they have a different direction of care and get different goals. Uh, but obviously, a 30-year-old uh, who gets really sick, their general goal is to uh, do everything possible to keep them alive and get them healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, that, you know, when you get that, larger number of younger people who get ill, then, you know, you're, you're putting a lot of resources behind them appropriately to try and get them better. Uh, what are you seeing as far as the rapidity of these variants spreading is concerned and increasing numbers of variants? And I, I guess, and we've said this before on this program and talked to health care experts, that we probably don't know all of the variants that are out there. And they're competing with each other, as somebody pointed out on this program yesterday. Eventually, the uh, the biggest and the strongest of the of the of the COVID variants will be the ones that uh, become the biggest problem because they're the they're the bullies on the block. But uh, what are you seeing as far as spread is concerned? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, um, you always see viruses um, ad- adapt, right? Viruses and bacteria adapt to different treatments, so you see these variant populations come up. Um, you know, it does seem that the transmissibility of these uh, variants are, you know, the estimates that I've seen and heard are two to three times more virulent than the others, uh, than the originals. And therefore, you know, in a group setting, it can spread a lot faster. Um, you know, on a day-to-day basis on the front lines, we actually don't know what subtype of, of COVID the patient has, right? We just we just get the diagnosis of COVID, and really when we treat them in a hospital setting, we treat all of them the same regardless if they're a variant or not. 
you know, as our uh, public health officer, Dr. Henry, said, you know, we're essentially going to assume that, you know, it's now a variant um, and, you know, treat uh, as such to, to have the highest level of, um, I think, concern. And, uh, and so, you know, oftentimes the, the exploration of the variant and whether it's a variant or not, that, that ends up being in the public health domain to look at outbreaks and stuff. Right. But, you know, in, in the specific patient, you know, our treatment is pretty similar. Do you think people generally understand the level of the current COVID threat, or do you think people are generally suffering from COVID fatigue and don't want to hear about it? Uh, I think a lot of people have COVID fatigue and don't want to hear about it. I mean, geez, I'd almost put myself in that category, but I can't uh, kind of ignore it. Um, But yeah, you know, and I think that, you know, we're going on probably more than a year now of hearing about COVID. And I understand very much where people are at. Um, I understand the beginning, you know, a lot of people said it's very dangerous. And if you were in that younger generation, you didn't see yourself getting sick, you didn't see people getting sick, you kind of sit there and go, well, maybe it's not that bad for me, right? And so I think the purpose for a lot of us to to get on the news and talk about these variants is to really highlight that it, things have changed. Yeah. And I, I do want people to understand that and that if you are, you know, younger, you are at risk and all of our hospitals, you know, have very sick patients in their 20s to 50s. And you'll see that across the country. You'll, you'll have ICU doctors pleading with patients or, or people, the public, to listen, you know, with these sad stories of these younger individuals with families and young kids who are sick in the ICU. We have about 30 seconds. Uh, tell us how sick people do get with COVID. What have you seen? So, I mean, I've seen a 30-year-old person who essentially could not get oxygenated properly, even with a breathing tube, a machine, and on full 100% delivered oxygen. So in those cases, you have to, to keep someone alive, you have to do a treatment called ECMO, which is extracorporeal membrane oxygenation. And you basically take the blood and oxygenate it through a machine, and you and then you give the blood back to keep someone alive. Now, that treatment is... You know, as I said before, for the sickest of the sick, right. that treatment's only done in a few centers in British Columbia. So, Dr. so then you have to transfer patients from an ICU in another hospital to an ICU like our hospital yeah. to actually provide that treatment. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.